If you would like to share the reading of the word that the Lord has laid upon my heart, I'm going to ask you to turn over to the book of John, chapter 14. John chapter 14, and we're going to read a very familiar passage of scripture. John chapter 14, beginning with verse number 12. We're going to read down through the 18th verse. Jesus is speaking. And he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's a really powerful setting of Scripture. How many of you all believe that? That's, that's there for us to walk in. He says in verse 16, And I will pray the Father... And he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But he said, you know him, for he dwelleth with you. And listen to this last part. And he shall be, my Bible says, in you. I don't know what your translation says, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he shall be in you. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. And I'm going to stop reading right there this morning. Let's just bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word of the living God. And I thank you this morning, Lord, that you have been here in our midst as we have worshiped and as we have sang and as we have praised. We come to the ministry of the Word of God this morning, and Lord, I ask you to anoint me to do what I cannot do upon my own ability. Empower me and give me liberty and a capability to speak your Word. You said in your Word, without you, we can do nothing, and I am so aware of that. I would ask that you would anoint me, put your thoughts in my mind, your Word in my mouth, and let everything that I say be ordained and directed by the hand of the Lord this morning. I pray that you would anoint what goes forth and that you would give ears to hear and hearts to receive. Above all things, I pray that Christ is glorified and that Jesus is lifted up in our midst and that the people of God are edified 
for all of these things this morning. We will be grateful and we ask them in the name of the Lord and everyone in agreement said amen. So I want to title my message this morning, Affected or Infected? Affected or Infected? Let me just begin this message by just making a statement of fact. It is one thing to be affected by something, but when you become infected with something, that takes it to a whole nother level. Hello? Pastor Gary, what do you mean? What I'm saying this morning is that the state of being affected or infected are two very different things. One is more of a temporal, external, by association status, and the other has to do with becoming controlled by the infectant. Webster's Dictionary defines the word affected in this manner. To temporarily make an impression upon or to be momentarily moved with emotion. Let me use it in a sentence. She was affected by the beautiful flowers and the kind gesture. On the other hand, the word infected not affected, but infected, is defined in this manner. The means by which the body is infected, the means by which the body is invaded and controlled by a virus or a bacteria. Let me see if I can further explain or clarify what I'm trying to make the distinction as many of you know, my sweet wife con contracted a cold virus several weeks ago. And I was only affected by the results of that cold virus to the extent that I had to stand by and helplessly watch her suffer the symptoms of that cold. But the truth of the matter is I was only affected and not infected. My nose wasn't running off of my face. My head didn't feel like it was about to explode. My chest didn't feel like someone had sat down right in the middle of my chest until she shared the virus with me. <laughs> And I understand that it was certainly not her intent, but somehow, somewhere along the way, what had infected her and affected me also infected me. So what I'm trying to point out this morning is there is a vast difference between being affected and infected. You following what I'm saying? To be affected means that it remains on the outside. It remains on the perimeter. 
But in order for a person to become infected, the infection or the infectant has to find a way into the body. Access is the key. That's why washing our hands prolifically is beneficial, right? That's why it's good to use tissue and alcohol rub and all of that stuff. And even then, you are susceptible. But if the infectant has access, if it has access into the body, whether it's breathed in, whether it's ingested by way of the mouth, or somehow, some way, the infected or the bacteria has to get inside your body in order to influence. Oh, I'm going somewhere here today. I said the infected has to get on the inside in order to have some influence. But once it gets down on the inside, then it begins to have influence and begins to make your body do things that you don't really want to do. Like blow your nose every three seconds. I went through a box of tissue. I mean a box of tissue while I was sitting at work one day. I'm like, oh my Lord, I'm melting right here. You go, Pastor Gary, that is not a pretty sight. You're right, it wasn't. <laughs> but once the infection gets set up in your body on a cellular level, once it has access, once it gets down on the inside, it will have influence over your body. It will have a certain amount of control. Amen. It will begin to influence the way that your body functions. It will begin to have a bearing upon your physical frame. Now, maybe you know you can be around people that have a virus or around people that are infected with a cold virus and not be infected yourself. Because it has to get inside. It's much like having a bottle of liquor. I told the Lord when, you know, the Lord began to put this message on my heart. I said, how can I make it clear? And this is what he gave me. It's like having a bottle of 90 proof. If I were standing here this morning with a bottle of 90 proof in my hand, the only way that it would affect me is it would take away my ability to use my hand for, for the reason of, of carrying it around. But... If I pop the top on that bottle of 90 proof and I begin to drink some of that and let it have access and let it get on the inside, then that intoxicant, once it starts having access, if I drank enough of it, I would slur my speech at it. If I drank enough of it, it would affect the way that I talk. If I drank enough of it, it would affect the way that I walk. If I drank enough of it, it would cause me to shed some inhibitions. If I drank enough of it, it would begin to take control. 
Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about if I gave it an avenue to get down on the inside and I gave it an, an access to get into my system, amen, it would begin to take control and it would begin to change some of the things in my life. It would begin to change the way that I talk and the way that I walk and the way that I thought and some of the things I would do would look very peculiar. Nobody likes being around a drunk, but a drunk. Hello? Why? They're peculiar. They do strange things. What I'm saying this morning, you say, preacher, how in the world is any of this tied to our text? Jesus said in verse number 17, even the spirit of truth even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him. But he said, you know him. For he will dwell with you and he will be in you. He will be in you. Jesus said he will be in you. Remember the definition of the word infect. It means the, 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 the way the body is invaded and controlled. We have to allow access. This is what the Lord taught me through my little cold situation the last couple of weeks. How many of you would like to have the Holy Spirit in control of your life? How many of you would like to have the symptoms of the fruit of the Spirit just running out of your life? Well, here's a clue. You got to let him have access. You got to let him on the inside. Amen. You can't just come to church and amen and have all of the externals and, and expect to have the fruit of the Spirit in your life and expect to have Him take control on the inside. If you want Him to take control, then you got to let Him inside. And brother, when He gets on the inside, He'll change some things down on the inside of you. You gotta let him infect your heart, if you will. You gotta let him invade your spirit. You gotta let him have access. You gotta let him invade your heart and your control. Let him control your spirit. You gotta let him get down on the inside. Amen. This past week, when God began to place this upon my heart, I couldn't help but think my prayer. Amen. Is oh God, allow the Holy Spirit to get down on the inside of me uh, until he takes control uh, and Gary is no longer in charge uh, but the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of my life. Uh, amen, amen, amen. Let him invade your thought life. Let him get on the inside and when he gets on the inside you get enough of him and he'll change the way you think. Hello? You get enough of him on the inside and he'll change the way you talk. You get enough of him on the inside and he will make you do some peculiar things. And some folk will think you lost your mind. Hello? 
You get enough of him and he'll, he'll, he'll change you from the inside out. But you got to let him in. You got to let him have access. When was the last time? I know, uh, I know this message may be simple this morning, but when was the last time that you prayed, Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Flood my heart like a dry, thirsty land. Holy Spirit, get down on the inside of my heart. Get down on the inside of my spirit. I need you in my life. Oh, Holy Ghost, I need you in my life. I need you in my heart. I need you in my home. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my job. I need you in every area of my life. I open the floodgates and open my arms wide and invite you to come in have access and when he comes in he'll bring the power and the anointing and the influence of his Holy Spirit with him Holy Spirit fill me up I sat on my patio at 530 this morning Watching the sun come up, studying my notes and praying. I couldn't help but think, oh God, fill me. Fill me. Fill me with the presence of your Holy Spirit. Change some of the things that need to be changed in me. Work on the inside of me. I need to be, I want to be, I need to be invaded by the presence of an almighty God. I need to be, amen, I desire to be intoxicated and influenced by the presence of the almighty. I want to be, I need to be controlled and constrained by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he shall be in you. When was the last time you prayed, you're welcome here? When was the last time you prayed, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Flood my heart. Flood my spirit. Flood my mind. Control my thought life. Control my tongue. Control my actions. Control my walk. Control my talk. I may look peculiar to some folks. Amen. But I'm just willing to be a fool for the Lord. Control every area of my life. Amen. Fill me up until all that can be seen is the presence of the Lord in my life. Amen, amen, amen. When he comes, when he comes, when he comes, when he comes, when he moves in, when he, when he finds an open door, I've often said, how many of you want more of the Lord in your life? Good news. You can have more of the Lord when he can have more of you. He just wants access. He just wants access. And when he comes, he will bring joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. 
when he comes, he will bring a peace that passes all understanding. When he comes, he will bring a supernatural power and a supernatural anointing that is not of yourself. Amen. Some folks go through some things and say, how did they make it? I'll tell you how they made it. They had some help. They had some Holy Ghost help. They had, amen, one that came alongside and took a hold of them and helped them and gave them the power. Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I'm here to tell you this morning, amen, when the disciples learned that Jesus had been crucified, they were fearful and hiding. But when they got baptized with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost, moved in on the inside of their life they had a changed outlook they had a changed life and they were found preaching in the name of the very Lord whom they were afraid to be identified with hallelujah when he comes he'll bring a strength and an anointing and a power that is not of yourself he will anoint you with power from on high. Acts chapter 2, we all know the verse. Acts chapter 2, verse 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place and in one accord. And that don't mean they were all in a Honda. They were all in one place and in one accord. And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. It wasn't no little gentle zephyr that floated through the window. I mean, it was a mighty rushing wind. In my mind, I can see it. I mean, it blew some stuff out of place. Hello? Like a hurricane wind come blowing through the window. A mighty rushing wind. And they were all filled with the presence of the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God set down upon them. What I'm saying this morning uh, is when you invite the presence uh, of the Holy Spirit uh, into your heart, uh, He will come in in a mighty and wonderful way. Uh, amen. That's what we need in the church world today. That's what we need in our individual lives. Uh, that's what we need here at Elevation Worship Center. We need to allow the anointing of the Holy Ghost uh, to bless blow through our hearts uh, and blow through our lives uh, until it upsets some things uh, and turns some things over and empowers us with the anointing of God's Holy Spirit. Hmm. Hallelujah. 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 When the Holy Spirit comes in, He'll have control of your tongue and you won't say some of the things you used to say. He'll have control of your thoughts and you won't be dwelling on some of the things that you used to dwell on or some of the things that used to occupy your mind. When the Holy Ghost has control, you'll be infected. When he moves inside, it's like an invasion of the Spirit of God. And when he, 
when, when we become infected with the presence of his spirit, it'll bring some symptoms with it. Amen. Too many of God's people are just affected by the move of God from week to week and not truly infected by the spirit of God. Pastor Gary, what do you mean? What I'm saying is too many of God's people are just affected by the move of the Holy Spirit and not infected with the presence of the Holy Ghost. Remember the definition of the word infected, to temporarily make an impression, to be momentarily moved with emotion. We come to church often. Oftentimes we come and we hear the singing and we feel the move of God's presence and we are stirred and we are moved and we are passionately, momentarily, emotionally moved. And we get those little Holy Ghost doodads that run up and down the back of our neck and we lift our hands and sing. We shed a few tears and we leave the house of the God promising the Lord that this next week we're going to do better. Hello? We leave the house of the Lord and say things like, that was a wonderful service. I was so blessed. I was so moved. What a wonderful preaching word. Boy, that was good. Wow, that really got on my toes. That really hit home. All of those kinds of things. And we are emotionally moved. But we are just affected by the move of God and not infected by the presence of God. I want you to let that sink in. We are just momentarily moved, but not infected. We are affected, but not infected. And we go through the week with our life virtually the same as it always has been, unchanged. The same old thing that we did before until we stand in his presence again on the following Sunday for service. And we move in and out of his presence unchanged. There's no real deep change. We are like Saul, the king of Israel. How many of you remember the Bible tells the story of King Saul that when he was around the prophets, he prophesied with the prophets. And then later he tried to kill David with a javelin. That's a pretty big mood swing. Prophesying with the prophets and throwing a javelin. That's a pretty big gap. He was troubled by an evil spirit, but when he called for David and David would play anointed music upon his harp, the evil spirit left Saul. He meant he was affected, but he never became infected. He never changed his life. He died. He died on a battlefield outside of the will of God. Let me just share with you this morning that you can be around folks that are infected and never be 
infected yourself. You can be around sick folks and never be sick. You can be around drunk folks and never be drunk. And you can be around people that are filled with the Spirit of God and never be filled with the Spirit of God yourself. Hello? I've seen children raised in the house of God. Raised in the house of God and their mother and father were infected and had a passionate desire, amen, to live a life for Christ. And the children grew up out of the household and no longer serving the Lord. Why? Because they were affected, but they never got infected. They were affected, but never got infected. They never opened their heart. They never allowed the Holy Spirit access. They never allowed him to come in and take control of their own life. We're going to get out of here early today. <coughs> I think. <laughs> we may not. Depends on what the Holy Spirit does. But here's what the Lord laid upon my heart. I don't want to leave today. I don't want to leave today just affected. I don't want to leave the service today just momentarily moved. I don't want to leave the service today just emotionally touched by the presence of the Lord. I don't want to leave just temporarily touched. I don't want to be just momentarily moved. But I want to leave here today completely invaded. Completely invaded by the presence of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't want to leave today without being filled with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. When the Lord began to place this upon my heart, he said, I just want you to ask them to pray one thing this morning. And I'm going to share that with you. This morning, I want to ask you to forget about all of the stuff that you've been dragging around all week. I want you to forget about the bills that are needing to be paid. I want you to forget about who said what and who did what this past week. I want you to forget about the pressures of the work week and the past week and, and the pressures that you know you're going to face Amen. this next coming week. I want you just to forget all about that. I want you to forget about all of the stuff that you need to get done before Monday comes. And start the same old thing again. I want you to forget about all of your problems and all of your situations that you are facing. And I want you to pray just one prayer. Mm. Pray, Holy Ghost, fall on me. Holy Ghost, fall upon me. Fall upon my heart. You have access. I want you in me. I need you in me. Fall upon me. Fall upon my household. Fall upon my kids and my grandkids. Fall upon, amen, every area of my life until I am overflowing and intoxicated. Mm. 
with the presence of the Holy Spirit intoxicate me infect me invade me we sing that song and I'm going to ask the musicians to come we sing that song Holy Spirit you are welcome here flood this place and fill this atmosphere amen that's the cry of my heart this morning I believe it is the cry of the Holy Spirit this morning. Let me come in. There's some things in our life that we want changed. I'm telling you, amen, when you allow him access, he'll make those changes. Amen, when you allow him access, he will flood your heart. He will flood your spirit. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18, he said, be not drunk on wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. John chapter 20, verse number 22. The Bible said when Jesus had spoken to his disciples, he breathed upon them. He breathed upon them and said unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Bow your heads, if you will, this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, every single individual that's here that desires to be filled with the presence of an almighty God, not just be with us, but be in us, Lord, this morning we give you access. Lord, we give you access. Move down on the inside of us. Fill our hearts. Fill our hearts. Let there be an invasion of the presence of God's Spirit into our heart this morning as we call upon your name out of sincerity and truth. Oh, God, fill our hearts this morning. You are the baptizer. John the Baptist said, He that comes after me is mightier than I. His shoes I am not worthy to bear. Amen. I indeed baptize you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Lord, you are the baptizer. Baptize our hearts in the anointing of your Holy Spirit this morning. Fill us, control us, <clears throat> in the awesome name of Jesus, I pray. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. How many of you here in this place would be willing to slip up your hand and say, Holy Spirit, ah, come into my heart, baptize me, fill me.
let your presence fall upon me. I don't want to leave like I came in Jesus' name. I want to leave changed by the power of an almighty God. I want to leave filled, not moved. I want to be filled. I want to be changed. I don't want to be temporarily touched, momentarily moved. I want a life-changing encounter with an almighty God that changes my life from the inside out. Amen, amen. Hands lifted all over this place. Turn right where you are in your seat. <coughs> Turn right there where you are in your seat and just take a moment of prayer and talk to the Lord before we leave this place today. Amen. Just simply turn around right where you are. Kneel in the, amen, in your chair there and just begin to pray. Lord, fill me up. Change my heart. Change my life. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. Fill me up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, stand to your feet. <coughs> Hands in the air. If you want it, reach out and receive it right now. In Jesus' name. If you want it, reach out and receive it. All he's looking for is access. All he's looking for is an open door. All he's looking for is a willing heart. All he's looking for is a soul that says, I'm hungry. All he's looking for is a hungry heart. Let this song be your prayer this morning. Come and sing.